I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions and day three of our look together through Mark chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 17 to 27 today. And let me just begin. Listen to what happened, beginning in verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Through this example of this rich young ruler as he's come to be known, Jesus has some things to say about the kingdom. He's going to teach his disciples in a few moments, and it's extremely important because these disciples' lives are going to be all about leading people into this kingdom, inviting them in. And this is going to serve as an incredibly important study for them of what real life is. But before that, let's look at the person. Let's look at the ruler. This rich young ruler goes to Jesus, and he wanted Jesus to tell him what a good job he was doing. Wanted him to tell him, you're there, you got it. But instead, he got challenged to the core of his being. And it, it starts at the very beginning of the conversation. Good teacher, he says. Jesus wouldn't even let him say that. Why do you call me good? Jesus wants to get this man thinking from the beginning. And so he doesn't allow him to engage in platitudes. He wants to show this man how to really live. Why do you call me good? No one's good but God alone. Now, the man could have said there, I believe that you are God. That would have been a good answer, but he didn't believe that because he didn't know Jesus as yet. So he walks through, Jesus walks through with this man what it means to follow the commandments. And as he does this, he knows the man's heart. The man is thinking, oh, check check mark, I got that one done. Check mark, I got that one done. I'm doing, oh, check mark, I got that one done. I'm really gonna, check mark, I got that one done. I've got them all. I'm obviously gonna inherit eternal life. But Jesus says, that's not all. Jesus says, one thing you lack. And he told him to give up all of his possessions. And by the way, this is the only person in all the Gospels that Jesus asked to do this. He doesn't ask us all to do this. But he asked this man to do this because he knew what it would take for him to believe. What this man owned, owned him. What he possessed had come to possess him. And so Jesus knew that he was going to have to give up his things in order to have faith. And because of this, Jesus lovingly and clearly invited him to radical change. And I want you to notice how Jesus responds to this man. He doesn't show him how wrong he is, that he really did break all of these commandments that he thought he'd kept, that he had these check marks in his heart about. He doesn't question him on why he didn't keep some of the commandments. He challenges him instead to change. He could have embarrassed this man and shown him how wrong he was. Instead, he challenges this man and he shows him how to get it right. Now, why did Jesus treat him this way? Verse 21 tells us, Jesus looked at him. I love this verse. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Looking at him, he loved him. He saw this man for who he really was. He looked at him and he loved him for who he really was and he invited him to new life. There's there's a pattern for you and I in these verses. You look, you love, and then you speak. 
You look, you see the person's need, you see the person's heart, you love, you recognize we're all in this boat together, and then you speak. That's a great way to have a good conversation. Now, in this case, because Jesus loved him, he let him walk away. The man walked away because he had great wealth. Now, there are some legends in history that this man eventually did come back to Jesus Christ and began a relationship with him. We don't know for sure. But we know in this case, in this moment, Jesus let him walk away because he loved him. He did not force him to make a choice to sell all his possessions. He allowed him to make the choice to walk away. And as this man walked away, Jesus makes a statement to to incite learning in his disciples. Jesus sometimes incited learning like professionals can incite a riot. And he incited learning with this incredible statement that he makes beginning in verse 23. Let me read for you verses 23 to 27. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed. And they said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Jesus is challenging something in the disciples' lives here, a belief of the day. How hard it is for a wealthy man, a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The word rich there doesn't just have the idea of money. It's everything material. We call it bling. How how hard is it for somebody whose life is filled with bling to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples say, what? He had their attention. What are you saying, Jesus? Because the belief in that day was that wealth was always a sign of God's blessing. And the rich were always closer to God than the poor. And the richer you were, the more indicated God's blessing and the closer you were to God. So if a person who was rich couldn't get close to God, how could anybody get close to God? Jesus incites learning a little bit more. He actually tells a joke here. He says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Now, you and I don't see that as a joke because we don't understand Hebrew humor, which was humor by exaggeration. But trust me, this was funny in that day. And the disciples smiled for a moment, but Jesus is trying to break through a wrong way of thinking. They believed that there was some human attribute that could get you closer to God, and for them it was wealth. Now, we have other attributes that we believe can get somebody closer to God. It may not be wealth. It may be the family that you grew up in. It may be the morality that you live your life with. That gets you closer to God. Jesus says, none of that can get you close to God. Who then can be saved? With men, Jesus says, it's impossible. But with God, everything's possible. Here's what Jesus is saying here. Don't miss this. When you and I are considering entering into the kingdom of God, the qualifications of man are worthless. Wealth, good works, good looks. You try to use any of those to enter the kingdom of God and you put yourself in the fool's position of of threading a needle with a camel. That's how silly it is to try to do that. That's how impossible it is to try to do that. But with God, With God's qualifications, his grace, his love, his power, God can work the miracle of passing a camel through the eye of a needle or passing a man or a woman through the gates of the kingdom. Only God can do that. Here's what Jesus is confronting here. 
any kind of belief that we have, that there is anything that we can do that can get us closer to the point of salvation. Now, maybe you believe the only way to be saved is through faith in Jesus Christ, but you believe you get closer to salvation by some of these good things that you do, by attending church a lot, by being in the right family. Jesus says, actually, that can keep somebody further from salvation. Actually, anybody who thinks they've gotten a little closer, here's the key to this teaching. Anybody who thinks they've gotten a little closer to salvation on their own effort is further than anyone else. It's like trying to put a camel through the eye of a needle. So what do you and I do? We stand before God on equal ground. We're all equally in need of his grace. We stand before God with open hands, realizing I've got nothing to bring. I've got nothing that makes me more attractive to him. In fact, all I have, all I have is my sin. All I have is my guilt. All I have is my shame. And I come with open hands, and Jesus says, I'll take your sin, your shame, your guilt. I died for it, and I will give you forgiveness. That, that is God doing the impossible. All things are possible with God. You may think you're a person who could never come to faith in Jesus Christ, never have a relationship with God. All things are possible with God. As you and I take just a moment to pray, begin by saying, Jesus Christ, I want a relationship with you, not based on any good thing that I've done, but based on your grace towards me. Forgive me for thinking I had to do some things to get there. Thank you for doing all that was needed on the cross and in your resurrection. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me right now. Thank you for saving me when you did. And thank you that it was totally, completely, 100% by your power, by your grace, by your gift. In your name, Jesus, I praise you. Amen. Join us tomorrow. We're going to start with seeing Peter stick his foot in his mouth one more time and then see Jesus using that one more time to teach his disciples an important lesson about real life. 